Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, thank you, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Great big fan of the show. Yes, you are listening to yet another edition of what is officially the greatest sports radio show on the planet. And as with me, as always, the man himself, the machine, the bass guru. I can't think of any complimentary things that begin with B. Are, are those compliments a bass guru? The bass I'm, guru. I, I, that's another word. Anyone who's a guru, yes, you, it means you're a twat. Okay. Scr- scratch that from the record. Yeah, you're a bass guru, know about it. If, if you describe <laughs> yourself as a guru, then well, you're just a big knob. I was describing you. Yeah. You weren't but, describing yourself. If, if there's in a picture fairness. of a guru in the paper, you'd have a self-imposed fake knob on his face. Right. You'd cover it right up. Nice. Yeah, straight off so the bat. So apologies to you, Guru Josh, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, no, get out of it. Get um, out of it. What were you doing? What's Hey, what's, what's, what's going news? on in life? Beefy, there has been a change in the tide. Ooh. Big, big changes in Roberto Brizer's life. Right. Now, those of you who may have been listeners for some time on the show, you would have noticed that my caricature is something of a bit of a boozing, uh, layabout, that's forklift n- driver. It's not a caricature. Gam- gambler. It's true life. Gambler, smoker, even intertwined exercise with drinking. Um, At the same time. Always single. Perpetually ch- single. Chasing Sophie Monk. But I tell you what, if you were to ask me how my weekend was and just been, yeah, you would not believe your ears. Oh, well, I can't Huge, wait for this. Huge, big, big changes. And wow. I, I look back and I think about myself and my life and reminiscing and trying to find some way in which I can understand what I've been up to, what I've been doing, and just trying to connect with something somewhere. And I f- remember this particular spiel from the one almighty George Costanza. Oh, yeah. Which goes something like this. You have no idea of the magnitude of this thing. If she is allowed to infiltrate this world, then George Costanza, as you know him, ceases to exist. (laughs) You see, right now, I have relationship George, but there is also independent George. That's the George you know, the George you grew up with. Movie George, coffee shop George, liar George, body George. I I love that George. Me too. And he's dying, Jerry. If relationship George walks through this door, he will kill independent George. A George divided against itself cannot stand. Wow. Independent Rob Independent is dying. Rob. Oh my word! Oh my word! You know what I did on the weekend? What BP? did you do, Rob? Bit of a, just a quiet catch up with a new lady friend and the and the girls for a couple of glasses of wine, civilized, civilized. on Friday night. What? Not normally the six a, pack just, and a bottle just, of wine just, and a punt on the dogs. Bit of a chat. Didn't see any football. No, no racing. Nothing like that. What? Went to bed at a reasonable hour. Watched a nice romantic uh, comedy on the couch afterwards. Oh no! Woke up early on uh, Saturday morning. Yeah. Went for a nice drive out past Hillsville, Hillsville to the Pine Forest. Did you stop in at the Hillsville Dog Track? No, we no. went foraging for mushrooms. <laughs> foraging for mushrooms? Pine mushroom foraging. Oh. And we got quite the collection, I tell oh, you. I'm sure you did. It was a very serene, crisp atmosphere, clear-headed I was. Oh, uh, we had a nice picnic. With mushrooms? Sandwiches. 
salami cheese a bit of mustard um some roasted capsicums it was just quite a a bit in the thermos full of chicken soup (laughs) to warm us up we got a great collection of mushrooms beefy oh i can't wait we got back after a lovely day out in the the forest we got back just a quick visit to the pub for her friend's birthday just another just a one or two visit one or two pints then a nice slice of birthday cake Cool. To finish off the evening, went back home again. And again, once again, not, not, don't want to be too late, up mm. early. And then the next morning, yep. I met uh, her mother and brother for a game of tennis. On the way home, stopped off for a quick coffee at uh, Jordan Garuccio's cafe. Oh, I had a chat with him while he was the there with his sister and her new baby born. It's a very civilised, full of family time. On the way back, stopped into Bunnings. <laughs> Picked up some potting mix. <laughs> <laughs> to then go and make a nice big garden for fresh herbs and mushrooms for which we then made a slow cooked beef mushroom red wine stew into a pie shepherd's pie with mashed potato on top cooked up a storm a nice glass of uh pinot noir yeah with the dinner and that really just wrapped up my weekend beefy right when we both did, did, did the washing hung on the washing out oh. in the morning together Made the bed. Independent Rob is dead, people. <laughs> Independent Rob is dead. Now, if this continues, I might have to find a new co-host for 365 Days of Sport. Where's the comedy going to come from? Exactly right, Rob. <laughs> Fun time, Rob. We're going to come up from a whole other angle. Oh, what is this? I'm glad you're going to America for months. Well, to be honest, yeah, I'm going, to I'm, I am going for a four-week bender. To refine yourself, <laughs> I think. Jeez. Well... Oh, lovely. Foraging, hey? <laughs> Foraging. Foraging. Foraging for mushrooms. There's that big orange Who's, one. Whose idea was that, Rob? Who do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard not to turn on to 927 trackside on the way out, I tell you. Stradbroke Handicap was on in Queensland. Oh, it was too, yeah. <laughs> that oh, well, lane one on the well end. good luck to uh, family man Rob there uh, oh, wow. as he goes to find himself in America over the next four weeks. Huge steps forward. Uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, we got a new sponsor. We got to thank Masita first of all. Masita, the, the uh, greatest sportswear sponsor company, sponsor of the greatest. That's what I was show. trying to say. Sponsor of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Mm. Uh, Masita, the best sportswear, especially football and soccer. Uh, they just make great, great gear at great, great prices. Throw in some sponsorship. They got community links with Samsung, TCL, a Hewlett Packard. And make it mine finance. They will throw money at you to buy more gear. How absolutely ridiculous is that? But uh, we're glad that Mercedes are on board. But as mentioned last week, we have to welcome Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Yes, and our new Greyhound dog, That's Rob the still Beef. Coming, Rob the Beef Jerky is coming. Are we gonna? I actually just like Rob the Beef. Well. We might have to tie sponsorship money into Rob the Beef Jerky. But we says his beef. Jack, um, Rob, Rob the Jack Beef. <laughs> Rob the Jack Beef. No, you're getting ser- seriously stupid there. Um, oh yeah, right. That that was that was too far, was it? It's like just all too our far. greatest sporting benders, yeah. worst song in the world, AFL lies. The whole show is ridiculous. I've just gone too far. You've just gone too far. You've but overstepped this, this the, line. First, you've been foraging for mushrooms, <laughs> and now you've overstepped the line with Jack the Rob Beef or something, whatever it's called. Anyway, I thought play this as a bit of fun for Jack Links. Jack Links Jerky presents Working Out with Sasquatch. I am the product of hard work, superior genetics, Norse mythology, and protein. Let me drop some wisdom on how muscle making works. When you work out, muscle fibers are damaged. But when you eat a protein-packed snack like Jack Links Jerky, yeah. it helps repair those fibers so your muscles can get Ooh. bigger and more stronger. Yeah. Stronger. Hey, quiet down, muscles. Quiet. Oh. 
Jack Link's Jerky, the protein packed snack pack with protein. Yeah, I love it. Jack Link's Jerky. Jack Link's Jerky Jump packed right protein board. packed full of protein packed jerky meat. Yeah, thing. well, the back it off muscles. That's it. Back Sheepers. it off muscles. Make some stronger. All right. When's the first delivery arrive? Uh, this week. Yeah. You'd be gone. Brilliant. I'm going to eat it all. Oh, because no. also, what uh, what I've decided to do. That might be bad for your gout, that. I'm not sure. It's very good for your beef jerky. It's very, there's no thing, nothing, it's cured meats. Cured meats. Yeah. Um, so I thought, as an introduction. As long as it's Jack Link's. As, yeah, every, every other beef jerky shit. Right. Rubbish. 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 Horrendous. Horrendous. Mm. So, what I'm going to do is this. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. Facts. Beef jerky facts. I want to know about what's going in. <laughs> what's going in? Beef jerky, quite possibly the world's perfect snack. Low in fat and calories, yet packed with protein and intense flavour. Jerky satisfies your cravings, keeps you happy between meals, Rob. And guess what yesterday was? I have no idea what yesterday was apart from Tuesday. National Beef Jerky Day, Rob. Wow. June 12th. <laughs> Unbelievable. So... Top 10 facts about beef jerky. Let's hear it. Number one, jerky is a means to preserve meat without refrigeration. Did you know that, Rob? Yeah, well, I've never put it in the fridge. That's You don't have to. You don't have How to. How good's that? It's cured, dried, ready yeah. to go. Jerky comes in many forms. Well, beef is the most common type. There's many other kinds to try, including turkey, turkey jerky, yep. bison jerky, caribou, and venison. I like venison. the rhyming of the turkey jerky. I had jerky. Springbok, uh, uh, Springbok Biltong in uh, Kruger National Park. I went there, it was roadkill. You sound a bit like Eminem there, the way you just rolled really? off the tongue there. Yeah, you're a cool. real there rap you artist. You're um, a hip-hopper. I am a hip-hopper. Hip-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-
Didn't know that this is all news. This is all fresh. Astronaut food, Rob. Astronaut food. NASA's been providing space shuttle crews with this lightweight, high-protein treat since the mid-90s. Okay. So, yeah, because I saw Apollo 13 was on the other night, and that's in the 60s. Were they cracking into the jerky? No, it's in the 60s, you see. All right. Last one. This one for you. Jerky has even been a star in a movie. Well, sort of. Jerky was seen in a film, Dances with Wolves. In one scene, Lieutenant John Dunbar, which is Kevin Costner, yeah, can be seen giving his wolf friend two socks. What appears to be a piece of what, jerky. What appears to be? Yeah, it's He's not confirmed. Got, okay, unconfirmed jerky and dance of the falls. Well, how about that? Well, as an ambassador for Jack Link's jerky moving forward, I'm glad yep. I've got those facts under the belt. They are under the belt now. So, uh, so we got to thank people who have, want to ask questions yep. at the next sales conference. We can come on and and get some it. information. We're just adding strings to our Brilliant. bow. Outstanding. So while we're here. We have to mention that there we have a special guest in the studio. This is great kind of cause for celebration for us. He is a rugby international. He's from the northeast of England. That's about it, really. <laughs> uh, we have to welcome former England captain and British Lion, Mr. Jeff Parling. Round of applause, round of applause. Thank you for having me. I'm not sure what I've really walked into there, this... <laughs> Well, this is jerky a, ass chat. I'm it's all not a over serious sort it. of uh, chat. Generally, we uh, no. tend okay. to be quite broad and can diverse. I, can I bring up two points regarding jerky? Oh, of course, please you can. do. Yes. So, um, first of all, just on on your point, Beefy, you, you, you said about the turkey jerky. I have tried turkey jerky before. Okay, awful stuff. Why Terrible. take a meat that's already quite dry <laughs> yeah, and sure. then dry it out further? It doesn't resemble the sort of beef one that's N- sort of crumbled. Nothing on beef jerky. Okay, and then Rob, just on, more, on one of your points, you said um, you know a salted meat snack. Would always trump a salted carbohydrate. Yeah, I know ambassadors for beef jerky. Sure, I'm going to take your beef jerky and I'm going to raise you uh-huh. some sea salt chocolate. Ooh. Sea salt chocolate. I'm going to put that up there. Right. I've heard about this new uh, ruby chocolate oh, yeah, featured this? on MasterChef recently uh-huh. from a, a cocoa. You said you never watched MasterChef. <laughs> As part of my research. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sea salt chocolate. Sea salt chocolate. What are you thinking? Is the oh, sea well, is, is the it, salt is infused so into the chocolate? Apparently, yeah. Well, not I, it so sounds it to me like a nice way of talking about some sort of crustacean that has taken a dump on the <coughs> coral, and it's chocolate and it's brown, yeah, and it's salty because it's in the ocean. So we'll stick with the jerky then. I think that okay. would be yeah. Was Jer- it on the money there? Yeah. Okay. Jerky tops everything. Jerky's better <laughs> than go. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still yeah. confused. <laughs> Why about, about what about this sea salt chocolate? I know that they do um, sea salt caramel and all that rubbish. Well, well my. Is, Jeff just said my explanation was exactly what well, it was. Well, let's see. It's like it, that coffee. Yeah, it was that, bang on. Yeah. Absolutely bang on. Have you yeah. had that coffee that the rodent craps out? It's Why like four hundred dollars a cup. I don't know. They've got this broccoli chocolate in it. Chocolate <laughs> coffee. <laughs> broccoli yeah. chocolate. Bro- bro- broccolini or something. Mm. On what? the news the other day. The news the day, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I don't watch TV. Big moves. Big, and, big and, moves. And I also walked in to a Flight of the Concords reference as yes. well. Yes. Outstanding. Outstanding from you guys. We yeah, featured we, one of their songs on the show last just week. last week. The, who, uh, out of you two, who is the hip hop autonomous and who's the rhyme? Oh, Rob. Uh, I'm not. Oh, uh, I'm the panoceros. He's definitely the panoceros. <laughs> yes. Okay. We've uh, avoided that. Yeah. I don't think I can really claim either. Is there like a, a useless eponymous? Like yeah, someone who doesn't really do anything? Yeah. And eats the sea salt, the yeah. chocolate. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or a, a, a pintopotamus or something like that. Yeah. I could do that pint Or recently a mushroom foraging a potam. Yeah, pot- you've missed that, Jeff. You missed uh, that, Jeff. That's yeah, a unbelievable story. Oh, we're mushroom oh, okay. foraging on the weekend. Oh, yeah? How yeah. was that? Yeah, recently um, in a relationship from being single f- for like 37 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, really branching out there. Yeah, he sounds like a fun guy. Yeah. Hey, the puns <laughs> are happening! <laughs> oh, Jeff, you might get yourself oh, a permanent gig on this show. Sorry about that. No, no, I love that. Oh, That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. Union boys, they're sharp. Oh, oh yeah, we love that. Gosh. 
All right, we've got to say thanks to Jeff for coming in. Uh, I'll just tell you about this story from Mexico. Mm. Mexico gripped by prostitute scandal just days before World Cup 2018 campaign. The football made country is reeling just one week out from the World Cup after its entire national team was busted partying with prostitutes. Is this not normal? I thought that was normal for them. Well, it is for Mexico, okay. funnily enough. They got done in 2011 for the same thing. Oh. Mexico's national team was facing fresh controversy last night over claims several footballers parted with prostitutes after a friendly against Scotland less than two weeks before their first World mm. Cup match. Eight members of Mexico's Copa America squad were dropped in 2011 over allegations they were visited by escorts in a team hotel, Mexican media reported. They said the bad behaviour occurred when the footballers were given the night off after Saturday's 1-0 home win against Scotland and the stars celebrate with a no-holds-barred party lasting more than a day. Mm. 30 VIP escorts gave the Mexicans their real World Cup send-off with a 24-hour lock-in. Brilliant. They arrived at the house in Las Lomas about 10.30pm on Saturday and had a great time with music, drinks, games and women. They had the night off. (laughs) I just got to stop you there. And now I've said this in the last two shows. If If you you can't can't do do it, don't do it. Don't do it. They had the night off without their wives and girlfriends. They had the night off without their wives and girlfriends. See, there you go. The unidentified insider asked why their partners had not been at the party. Yep. Because they wanted to be a bit naughty. Mm. Why else would they have needed 30 escorts? Mm Mm-hmm. So does, does this sound like your sort of World Cup preparation, just, uh, when, Jeff? When, when similar female, things, just, it's when you I talk the Scots will do to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Scots, yeah, yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. So. Right. I can fully understand. Uh, there was no immediate word last night from the Mexican Football Association, but uh, Scotland manager Alex McLeish described his team's match against Mexico at the weekend as an amazing experience and said he was proud of every single one of the players. Yeah. We were drinking Iron Brew till late on Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, there's no suggestion of any of the Scottish squad were at the party uh, at all, unfortunately. There. So um, did, when you when you went to the World Cup, Jeff, did the English uh, Rugby Union send you off with uh, that kind of uh, party? Mm. No, we, we did have a send-off party um, with we had Take That singing. Oh, yeah, really? Stage, yeah. I'm a big Take That fan. So Really? We got up there at one point, sang a bit of Never Forget with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did try and was get it, Was it the mics. three of them or four of them? It was five of them. Well, not Robbie. Well, not Robbie. He's no, not Robbie. Everyone but yeah, Robbie. Yeah, everyone but Robbie. Yeah. Well, there's only three of them now. Yeah, was there? Sorry, three, three, three partaking. Yeah, that's it. One hasn't th- passed away or something. No, no, no. There's only yeah. three in the band left. Right. The three talentless ones. Back to the party. Oh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you tell us about take that. Were you up on stage? Because I hear somebody told me. Yeah, you're a big fan of Krista Berg. Lady in Red, who's told you that? Ah, see? That's back in the day, that That is. is back in the day. I've moved on from that. Have you? Who have you been speaking to? Is, see, is I know people, there? Jeff. I know people. I'm, talk- I'm talking like a ten years ago right there. So. I think you were... Were you at Leicester? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know everybody, don't you? I know a few you people. You know everybody, yes. Lady in Red. Here we go. Here we go. He's dancing with me. That's enough. Cheat to cheat. Yeah, gosh, that's Nobody very intimate. Is that oh, yeah, you, you, uh, with, with, you put that on late at night with the wife? With no, the glass just, of wine just and with the boys. Right, yeah. it's good. Yeah, just sure. Boys. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. There we go. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. So, I can't but The English rugby got take that yeah, in. Said, um, we had a load of beef jerky. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's right, well. Beef jerky on stage. Um, no, it was good. Take that. Send off. But then, um, unfortunately, we did very poorly at the World Cup. So maybe it yeah. was uh, maybe the bad luck. I don't know. What year was that then? 2015, wasn't it? 2015, yeah. yeah. That was a home. Didn't go to plan. Oh, oh that was right. the... Uh, Wales. Wales. Yes. Wales and Australia. Yeah. Mm. Australia are the ones that 
put the nail into the coffin. Yeah. So. But you should have beaten Wales as well. You got turned over late. Didn't we you? should have beaten Wales. We were yeah. nineteen three up, I think. Yes. And then I was the watching the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers that day, and I had my phone, and um, I was in tears mm. after we got up. And the guy sitting next to me goes, oh, "Somebody died." I said, "Yeah, English rugby." Ooh, <laughs> Unfortunately, dear, oh dear. I know I shouldn't say that now. There's a Welshman. But they, um, they, they did. They did well since then. But obviously, they've had uh, not been. Lately, lost actually, I tell you what, we uh, we should do this because we're going to talk rugby very quickly now, Jess, in the studio. So we should get this uh, happening. We've never done the summer show before, but now we've got a famous rugby guest. So we're doing rugby wrap up. It's a rugby wrap up, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob's in a band, Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you play? I play the bass guitar and okay. I do a bit of singing. Yeah. That was me singing right then, actually. What's yeah. the band called? Uh, it's called the Demon Parade. If you're around Friday night, do come to the Grace Darling. It's a single launch. I'm actually not around Friday night. Well, that's a shame. But I do like it's music. And I do like bands. Well, um, we'll get you on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. You get you okay. if, you, if you like British influence, yeah. If you like Stone Brick Roses, Rock. Happy Mondays, yeah. they yeah. are yeah. very, very similar. Bit of to a that. Cooler Shaker, yeah. Oasis, even a little bit. They are actually quite good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do you say actually? Like, well, because he's like going it's, off it's that. presumed yeah, not. Because that, that's just somebody's just heard the sting, Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my highly versatile voice. So, um, what a weekend in rugby. The rugby played all over the world. Fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. We had uh, internationals everywhere. Plus, the, the last round of the sevens was on in Paris as well. Mm-hmm. Who, go on, Jeff, tell us. Australia Island, we live here, so we might as well dissect Australia Island. Yeah. It wasn't a great game, but Australia did quite well I thought Ireland come out all guns firing to be honest and they didn't really they got beat up front which is yeah, strange so I, I caught it in, in patches and watched a bit back um, Australia scrummed very well they, they, yeah. they did um, got into them there and I thought they were very, very physical in their defence and the thing that they made Ireland do is Ireland did make some some errors that they don't normally do so Ireland normally play a very sort of error free yeah. risk free game and they do the basics very well they grind down grind down opposition and, and, and win that way and they, you know, I think they were 12 on the bounce before that game yeah they were but Australia you know, they, they forced them into some errors they had the dangerous runners I thought Beal had a great game at, at, at centre he know. played as like yeah. a second fly off didn't he yeah he played He played really well and they were flying out and trying to get him and just couldn't get him he was getting around that corner um, big game the thing that the, the Australia have that the Irish boys probably don't and aren't used to facing maybe in Europe as much is they've got a high number of outstanding athletes so yeah. if you take a, a flower Beal Corey Betty those sort of guys they're outstanding athletes mm-hmm. Ireland don't really have that Ireland have very 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 good rugby players mm. but they don't have those guys really that can suddenly do something outstanding that can change a game Yeah. so for them to win against a team like Australia in their game plan they've got to be error free Yeah. And, and they weren't at the weekend and I think it's difficult as well I mean Ireland boys have just come off a fairly long season they, they've come straight out they travel all the way across and then they go straight into the test whereas in the old days they'd play a warm-up match or something just to kind of get that jet lag out your system and stuff like that well you can tell us better than anyone about travelling you know you need that bit of time to acclimatise and just get it out of your system really yeah you could say that but also the you know the, the Aussie boys they were playing for the clubs the week before yeah. the, the, the Brumbies guys plays on, played on the Sunday so they wouldn't have trained till, till the Tuesday so they had limited preparation yeah. as well so I think it works it works for, for both teams yeah. I, st- I still think it'll be a very interesting series um, 
Um, I do think Ireland will possibly go, 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 come back into yeah. it. They rested a few players, a few players, the main players were on the bench at the week. Sexton, Furlong. And yeah, that expect, was a strange decision, wasn't it? Yeah, you'd expect them to be starting again this weekend. Yeah. I think um, the Irish do look after their players very well. And all those boys were on a, a Lions tour last last year, and yeah. it does take out of you. They played a lot of rugby this year, so they do take care of the players and think about the, the bigger picture. Yeah. Well, switch back to New Zealand. you got another well, Homer, Homer referee as well. On the, the France game you're yeah. talking about. Was, he was... He was Australian, no he? English. He was. was English. Luke Pierce. Luke Pierce. Okay. It was his first first, first game. Yeah, I, well, actually, I didn't. Yes, yeah, with my weekend, I didn't get to see the game. His dad does very good, <laughs> good very good car insurance. Oh, really? nice. Yeah, okay, there you go. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Rob was busy preparing himself to forage. Yeah. Get him a mushroom. So missed, how, missed, how did that go, by the way? Actually, got a big haul. We, we had enough. Haul. We made a huge, big, uh, slow cooked uh, mushroom and uh, beef stew, oh. which turned into sort of a potato top pie pastry and everything. Sounds the sort of thing you'd probably win. for us to share. Yeah. Well, I no. think um, it was devoured. In fact, I finished it off today for lunch. So oh, plan ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was on <laughs> a big pie. Sunday. It's a big pie. <laughs> Sunday. You know. Did you hear what he said as well? A potato topped pie. Mashed potato. That's not a pie. It's mashed potato on top of the Shepherd's pie. Pie. Shepherd's pie is what I meant, basically. Yeah, but Shepherd's pie traditionally is with lamb. That's pie. why I didn't call it Shepherd's <laughs> it's pie. It's not real pie. Is this slagging my pie off now? Like, I'm trying to just share and get... No, it's, you, you know. you're slagging off the, your, your choice of topping. You. You're on basic pastry. Potato... Well, we, we, no, I, did, I disagree. I think potato top adds a lot to pies. Well, and does, um, frankly, I'm sticking in, with it. It's not in case. But once though. it's in there, it's probably almost more like a, just a stew. Casserole. Yeah. Maybe a bit. But no, but it had the underneath... What you put... Pastry underneath. You put pastry underneath yeah. and add... A- oh, that is mental. I know. It's crazy. It's brilliant. These kiwis, see? Now I wish I did have some, because then you could both have tried oh, it. I would have loved and, to. And, oh, and, oh, I'll change the tune all of a sudden. Now How do you know the these mushrooms weren't kind of poisonous or being Because there was on. research took place. Research? It's in season. Pine mushroom foraging. These big orange suckers. <laughs> They're these, this, it is in season. Great. They're where, big where, and where? orange. They're at the base of the pine trees. Big and orange. Where did and you go for this? Out past Hillsville. After people are listening to this show, there's going to be thousands of people at uh, front, no you don't worry all the northern hipsters they're, they're all doing it oh, so it's just like are. a thing so it's is there truffles up there as well or? we we did think of taking a pig with us to try oh, and nice, find, cool. but um, I don't think there's any truffles so oh, okay, we'll fair take a pig anyway could have been alright <laughs> needs a walk yeah um, I was going to ask when are England playing uh, the All Blacks next in because in since you guys have in the autumn Oh, November. In the autumn, at Twickenham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's been a mass... We keep not playing you ever since England had really hit their stride and started yeah. caning everyone. Somehow, we keep avoiding playing the All Well, the Premier England have lost five straight now, haven't they? Five straight, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't so they got slammed by the Barbarians, conceded 60-odd What? two weeks ago. Then they, they blew a 24-3 lead against South Africa on Saturday. I didn't know that. They lost 42-39. Great. Fantastic game. Yeah. Fantastic strange strange test great. match. You yeah. don't get many test matches like that. No. You know, it's quite dominant for 20 minutes, then getting hammered for the next 40 minutes and actually finish the game well. So yeah. it, was, it was strange, but... Um, sort of a bit different to, like, the 95 semi-final where England played All Blacks in the World Cup, where yes. he sort of just got hammered the whole game. No, no. Do you remember that game? <laughs> Absolutely not. Just, yeah. just young, Rob. Yeah. I love that game. I wasn't born then. He's three yeah, years born. Well, come on, mate. You're three years... <laughs> I've I done my research. You're three years younger than me. 95. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we switched that South African game. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It was uh, one of the best games of rugby. And like like Jeff said, Seesaw, England with 24-3 up after mm. 18 minutes, 19 minutes. Yeah, Every time they got the ball, they just went straight through. There's a bit came out saying, because normally when you go and play there, you'd, you'd stay at altitude for yes. the week leading up. 
there's a bit come out in the press lately saying that were they suffering and after 20 minutes because it it does get you can take you know maybe 20 minutes and suddenly yeah. it hits you and it, it, a plane at altitude is different yeah, yeah. You, you're sort of sucking in and you feel like you just can't get that that full breath and actually when you get your second wind later in the game you probably feel okay and that's probably how the game played out was that a factor that we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll never know but it was definitely an unusual practice to go and stay yep. in Durban by the sea tell you what I was impressed by the South African scrum half yeah it's very good plays at sale unbelievable mm-hmm. gets around the field yeah. um quick ball gets it recycles it really quickly gets it out makes his decisions quickly which i think a lot of international scrum halves don't do nowadays like, because they're playing the game plans yeah i think the south african lad he's just gets he in, just, gets, he just gets up and plays if um, yeah. i think he makes quite a few errors so there's like stats in the prem of him getting charged oh, down. okay but he has a huge positive impact on the game yeah. as well so he's one of those players that he can really turn a game for you you've probably got to expect in the game there might be a couple of errors a couple of turnovers but he's also going to make some breaks put people through holes and, uh, and have a big impact no it was, it was fantastic and I, th- I thought that both packs were um absolutely so evenly matched but several seemed to be played more as a unit and they knew obviously when they recycled the ball and they kept it a little bit tight when they had to and then obviously the scrum half just got it out when he needed yeah it. there was obviously a decision um brad shields came on in the in the second row as well yeah. after 35 minutes so true it's an, an, almost an unusual decision he's not played there for four years yeah obviously mm. a, a, kiwi lad that's a just a Kane's boy yeah right right well hopefully there's the south african scrum half now that you've turned them up won't have the same tendencies as the all black scrum half who likes to get amongst young women in the Airport in the toilets. airport toilet whilst that's having a family and <laughs> family idea they were off somewhere I'm that's just another am- story I'm just amazed that uh, is it Henny, Henny LaRue is the fullback LaRue is a wasp yeah. Yeah. Just, he's, brilliant. he's a big mushroom forager is oh, he? oh is that, is what, is it that is? what it is, what it is. <sighs> good I thought so I think it's a sign of a rounded person when you're comfortable with trying to find fresh ingredients that are <laughs> part of nature and, no, that's and not then not that person changes person. to a strange person when they top the pie with with a pastry bottom yeah, but then they redeem themselves by like playing amazing rock shows on Friday nights <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, New Zealand, All Blacks, it was 11 all. Yeah. When they slipped the wad into Again, Luke I, Pierce's I read about pocket. this. Oh, yeah. come on, mate. The high tackle that was never high. <laughs> and well, apparently, he didn't even make contact. Not above the shoulders. Not no. only, yeah. So, so, for once, for the first time since I can remember, it wasn't All Black getting Simbin after 10 minutes. Because we've been doing that about the last 15 tests in a yeah, row. Yeah, probably. But then um, late on uh, in the game. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the decisions, yeah. though. We're, we're quite rightfully getting sent off the field. The same Sonny Bill happened late on in the game with a shoulder to the head. Yeah. <laughs> Just a penalty. He yeah. fractured his skull, didn't Oh, he? was it? Yeah, the I French didn't guy. read that. Yeah, that's some. The same as the one they did against the Lions. Same thing. Yeah, it wasn't Sonny Bill. It was a different guy, though. Oh, okay. Uh, but the same, exactly the same circumstance where the shoulders smashed the guy in the in yeah. the head. Okay. And it was just a penalty. It wasn't even. So not a it. great first test for um, Luke. Yeah. yeah he's, okay. that, that happened to me in England. I got. Um, I was on the receiving end of that shoulder to the head. Oh, really? The guy that did it got. Um, you know, he got a red card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the guy, the first guy that made contact with his arm, he got a yellow card as well. Oh. Mm. Oh, double? Yeah, double. Wow, that's interesting. So I've never I, seen that I before. Do, I, after watching it, in the rules now, you'd say that was a red card. Well, they've decided that unnecessary contact of the head. Mm. It's hard because as a carrier, if you just dip your head into yeah, a carry, there's a lot of accidental contact. Yeah. But under the pure letter of the law at the moment, that would that was a card. Yeah, it was. And it's... Ha- have you adjusted to the rules of the high contact in AFL? <laughs> I've watched AFL, you know, and I... <laughs> I enjoyed the spectacle, but as an actual yeah. game, I'm still quite confused, <laughs> confused by it. Confused, right. Because half the time the ball was just bobbling around on the floor. People yeah. were trying to jump on each other. I understand they've got to be very fit. So they run sort of 18 Ks in a game. Yeah. We yeah. run six. Yeah, right. They run far. They've got to be to catch the ball and kick it accurately under pressure. Mm. When under fatigue, brilliant. But 
I'm sort of like, where's the tactics in the game? Yeah, Where, where's there really isn't anymore. It's a is bit there? more. It's more like basketball in terms of this, this, in terms of just tapping the ball around and that. Then the rucking, I always find it's a fair amount of luck involved. The problem is when I first started watching Aussie Rules, there was forwards, defenders, midfielders. Yeah. Nowadays, it's you get one full forward, one genuine defender, a tall bloke yeah. that wins the ball, yeah. and then there's 15 midfielders, and that's caused the problem. That's why they're talking about changing the rules. Okay, because you're getting. 30 people around a ball in a 30 yard radius yeah yeah so the, ma- the main thing which when i learned from i've grew up watching playing rugby is that if you get tackled with the ball in afl that's bad because you can't form a ruck and put it back to the scrum half and he passes <laughs> out you know if you, that's an immediate free kick and turn on the yeah. other side yeah and when people who've only watched rugby they see it as so messy and scrappy and and the tackling is so poor it's because the idea is to not get caught with the ball whereas part of rugby is you go down yeah. with the ball it's part of setting up the next play and that's the major one thing that I think you need to get your head around when yeah. you watch it. Well, the problem is, there was a rugby player, Nick Natanui. He's converted from rugby. Say his name? Nick Natanui. That's a great Fijian. name. Fijian. Great name. Mm. But he's converted to Aussie rules. I mean, he converted when he was 15, 16. But he made a tackle a few weeks ago when the whole league, totally legal, but he's absolutely slammed him rugby style. Mm. And the whole league's jumping down and saying, well, yeah, too, too blind. Because yeah. you can blindside them, can't you? That's well, you can. They, and they he's, take he's kind of, as long as you don't drive them into the ground, as long as you hit them, mm. within the old, what is it, neck and the knees or shoulders and knees in that area, it's it's fine. So it's they're getting a bit softer. I had the greatest tackle of my life playing AFL. Did you? Yeah. Clothesline. I smashed him. It was my first ever game. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on, but I was marking this little ginger and he got, they sharked it out the back and I was chasing him he didn't see him there's about 300 people all on the piss watching in the north all feral with beards it's a musicians league oh, well, and hey well come on well, hey, we've all got hey. a little bit going I can we'll talk to Jeff about his beard fe- uh, fetish <laughs> later and this guy just didn't see me coming and bang, bang. absolutely nailed and the whole crowd oh big boom nice right, that was my greatest that's uh, it that's the known. AFL that was the greatest uh, tackle of my, my life. AFL highlight is captain in Wales in the World Cup yeah um, talking of beards, Jeff, we believe you're very proud of your beard. I've been told this. I've actually got told the same guy that told me about asking him about Lady in Red. Who is this ask, guy? Ask Jeff about Come his on, beard. Give me sauce. Because he's very proud of his beard. We love beards, by the way. We're big fans. Yeah, it's just my plan originally was um, I'd, have, I'd have a beard for a long time. I've got a bit of a sort of baby face and not much of a chin below it. Yeah. Shave it off when I get to sort of my age now. And then you'll look, you'll a look lot younger. 15 again, People yeah. Like, right, it's yeah, right. a new five year deal. <laughs> Beautiful. And go from there. Um, so when uh, myself and Rob did 365 days of sport, every sport we saw, we actually rated each sport. Now, yeah. Rob did the chance of death rating, so the likelihood mm. is if you, you were to die if you took part in that sport. You need, that's a, you need yeah. that. And so that was rated from Sleepless in Seattle yeah. right through to... There was a movie rating, so five is the strongest, one is the weakest. What so Sleepless in Seattle, yep. Bambi... Because there's just one There's death a death in Bambi. The, the, the mother the, dies. The mother, yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Which one? Uh, just in general. Temple, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Well, Ooh. probably. Actually, no, Indiana. well, quite a few die in that one. I'd probably go for Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's probably oh, less really? deaths than that. What so. about the one with Sean Connery? Uh, similar number in that to oh, the first okay. one, yeah. I'd say. Right. Yeah, Indiana Jones, a lot of deaths in that. Yep. So it sounds saying. quite bad, actually. Yeah, yeah so, it? well, that's why I just said sort of vaguely across the... All of them, it sort of no, evens out. There's lots of deaths in all of them. So. And we won't yeah. talk about that fourth one, the weird one with the alien oh, heads, with the tinfoil alien heads. Did you ever see that one? No, Bit of a disaster. Kate Blanchett, the one that should never have been made. Right. Um, and then it was Commando. Yeah. And then Rambo 2, two. the yep. top. So yeah. So there's only a couple of Rambo 2s along yeah. the whole way. Which were? 
uh, gyrocopters, <laughs> at, at gyrocopters at the World Air Games. Yeah, because if you crash in that, it's all over. Yeah, and funnily all... enough, the next day someone did crash, and and it was not reported whether they died or not, but they no. were taken to hospital in a serious condition. Yeah, there was that. They and died. what was the other one? Jousting? Nah, that was wasn't it? a Rambo oh, two. That was a Commando. They okay. got too much. You got a you got a suit of armor on. Yeah, there was you know, another you're not one. Wasn't die. It? What was your favourite um, favourite new sport? Egg jumping. Yeah. Job. We went to Peter Lee in Candy Durham. And got out there very quickly. It was a rough pub. It was a rough pub. Yeah. Well, not like rough as in you want to get in a fight. It was just... Well, I don't know. It, no. it wasn't like... Um, cheap beer. Very cheap beer. It wasn't right? close. Yeah. Two yeah. pound a Guinness. Um, that's, so, that's, it's not that cheap, you know. It's just over here. It's mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is utterly ridiculous. I, I, I complained for about three years after I got back from the UK about beer prices. Yeah. Because it's a big part of my life. <laughs> Bandy was my favourite sport, Jeff. It's uh, it's it's a cross between ice hockey and normal outdoor hockey. So it's outdoor hockey on ice, eleven aside, very fast, brilliant, loved it. So what's on your what's on your feet? Ice skates, oh. and they use instead of a puck, they use a ball. So it's just ice hockey with the ball. Yeah, eleven aside on a football sized field. Oh, okay, fantastic. I loved it. Have you ever been to Haxie Hood? Well, in that uh, small town Haxie, and it's in Lincolnshire, uh, Lincoln, Lincolnshire. on the border of so, Lincolnshire and Yorkshire. It's a tiny small town, but that's that's the one where they have the they have on January the sixth they have the, a day called Haxie Hood. So we, we talk about this in the show quite a bit, but there's an old school story of the fair maiden was out in the field one day, yeah. and she lost her cloak or the hood of her cloak. Came back distraught to the township, and all the young men wanted to sort of give her one, and so went running out. <laughs> Excuse you. Went running out into the field to try and find this cloak with the hopes of a successful yep. encounter post the discovery and one of them found the f- cloak goes running back and his mate goes nah screw you i'm getting the i'm getting it yep. there ahead of yep. you tackles them starts wrestling over it one another bloke jumps in and goes no nah, i'm in there about four or five of them get in there fighting over this cloak and nowadays because the tradition they've got the cloak in a bound leather tube it's like a day off for the town there's four pubs in the town there's four teams affiliated with each pub 300 grown men walk in after being on the piss all day into this field. They throw the tube up, and in a great big mall, they go running in and smash each other and try and drag this cloak back to their pub they're affiliated with. And when they get it back, what happens? They win. It sounds uh, very much like bottle kicking. It is like bottle kicking. Born Leicestershire, yeah. We yeah. went to that too. We did, <laughs> we did go did there. Did you get involved? We're not that day. Not that day, no. We kind of, I jumped into Hexy Hood, but it's very similar. Bottle kicking is a bit faster moving than Hexy Hood. Mm. Very unfair, though, because one village is directly at the bottom of that field. The yeah. other village mm. is like, let's go over four fields sideways, yeah. then down. They won, though. Well, they scored first, didn't they? Yeah. We left when it was one all. That's right. The second the second chucker was mm. very, very quick. It went up and went straight down the hill across mm. the river and onto the island, and that was one all, but then uh, we shot off. Mm-hmm. So we don't know who won that year, but it was crazy. A lot of the fields are actually very wet as well, because um, it was Easter Monday, I think, isn't it? We'd done the World Coal Carrying Championships first <laughs> in Gawthorpe in mm. Yorkshire, and then we dashed down to bottle kicking. Let's have a look at that. Mm. Did you do cheese rolling? No, we'd kind of stopped. Well, we'd kind of stopped the travel by then. We my ma- my mate used cheese. to live in the in the house at the bottom of that, and used to sell um, <laughs> really used to sell beers to everyone that was coming. Oh, down. what a mm. We chatted about some guy who'd won it twenty two times. Yeah, or Chris something. Anderson. He just won. He's just finished. He's won his twenty second cheese. So he's very quick at rolling down a hill. Yeah, mm. and he's it? just got no idea of damage to his, his own personal body. Okay, and he keeps winning all these cheeses, but he, he only likes cheddar cheese. Yeah, he doesn't like double Gloucester. <laughs> could you think you could go tactical in that? Like, are you allowed to just like say you covered yourself in bubble wrap <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a big made yourself a big sphere I like it you may mm-hmm. just kick you down you go yeah. bottom you win 
Do you reckon? Who's going to stop you? Yeah, at some point you got to stop because that yeah. would probably not stop. You'd just go forever. Just yeah. keep going. But there yeah. is a fence, I think. You'd end up in Wales. I don't know which way that hill faces. Yeah, well, that can't be good. No. Talking of Wales, we beat Argentina away, by the way. It's a big win over there for us. That is a very good win. For considering we, we, beat, we beat South Africa the week before yeah. as well. Gosh. South Africa only had half a side. but uh, uh, Argentina, I think, are actually slowly slowly improving. I think, yeah. Because um, all their players now play for the Jaguares. Yes. In, in Super Rugby. Um, you know, they, they've done well this year, very well. Well, they've made a semi-final of the World Cup now they, they and did, quarterfinals yeah. twice, I think, yeah. or something. No, I mean, the, the semi-final's probably a bit unexpected, yeah. mm. I think, whereas if they got to the quarters now, it'd probably be fair play. Yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah. fair play, yeah, for sure. Got any stories for us about being on the lash while uh, on tour? Um. While you think about <laughs> it, I'll play this. All right, here we are on Greatest Sporting Ben. There's another insightful uh, segment on this show. The idea here is, Jeff, we just like to look at misbehaviour involved in sports and rather than scold it and look down on it and want to make people have a press conference, we want to celebrate it and think this is a great way to behave. Going out boozing, misbehaving, not misbehaving. Not misbehaving, just doing what just any normal person would any do. Any young man would do, enjoy themselves and have a bit of a laugh. Because yep. I'm sick of seeing someone just go to a pub and it's on the front news that that football player went to a pub. It's mental. I'd f- I would fully agree with that. That you mm. know, you've got to be able to. People don't realise how much a, a sportsman puts into his sport and mentally. Mm-hmm. They don't realise the effect it can have on you, and you mm-hmm. need to have a, a, a release somehow. So I don't know. It, it, having a story, uh, 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 I, I probably have got some, but. <laughs> Whilst I'm Save still playing and everything, would I be willing to <laughs> get it out there and, and stitch some teammates up? No, yeah, we're not no, asking for stitching bloke. people. No. Up. Well, here's an example, right? Okay, I went to high school with a bloke named Ali Williams. You'd know him um, quite well. You'd know him quite well, I'd imagine. Now, I hadn't seen him for about ten years, and while we were doing our three six five days of sport trip, I ran into him at Ali Pally at the Darts in London and had a good catch up and a few beers. He was going mental because he just properly retired from rugby and just enjoyed himself well and truly he had lots to drink and I remember all he was talking to me about was how it was the first time he felt completely free and he hadn't smoked weed in 18 years and he finally got to sit on the couch and smoke a bag of weed and he said it was awesome (laughs) and this is a guy who I remember from high school we used to get his transit van that we used to use to move houses with and do big hot boxes and he was he loved it he thought it was great times couldn't do that anymore as soon as he became a professional sportsman no he still kind of was got in trouble a fair bit and then of course what happens is once they are fully released they go too mental and eventually he's on the front page for getting on the coke with uh, what's his name from um, uh, the James o- O'Connor. O'Connor that's the one yes so uh, that that's what can happen. All these young men pent up for too many years, yeah. and then they're let out of the cage, and things go crazy. So, Jeff, we're watching you when you f- when you <laughs> yeah. finally retire. So that's just, what uh, saying. Well, the, um, we... the, the club I finished at in, in England, Exeter, they were very, very good for being a team that works very hard during the week in a game day, yeah. but also enjoying themselves after oh, the game. Um, got to enjoy yourself. And the director of rugby, um, he would almost push players to go out together spend time together so mm. after one before I joined there was a pre-season game that, that we lost and he actually said oh, guys I, I don't think you know uh, know each other well enough yet I want everybody to go out together tonight Nice. Mm. so as long as you haven't us. got Gavin Henson in your own side who's prepared to just go on with his own teammates on a regular basis when they're out on the lash you, you should be right yes <laughs> Henson's gone after Johnny Wilkinson and a load of Bath players as well what? when he was there has he? yeah 
Anyway, that's the Welsh for you. Well, here's a guy who knows how to celebrate uh, well and truly. I think he's featured on uh, Greatest Sport in Benders before as well. Right. It's sort of this, but he's really gone to another level here. He's, he's an NHL hockey player, Alex Ovechkin. 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 Alex Ovechkin. So he's Russian. He's playing for the Washington Capitals. They just won the Stanley Cup. And there's an account of his celebrations here. Good, good term, by the way. Gone buta. Bunta. Gone buta. I had to look that up. Oh, really? It's, it's, it originates from South Australia. Wow. It just means to go ballistic mental. Nice. Beautiful. Go, go nuts on it. No one anywhere in the world is having more fun than Alex Ovechkin right now. The Washington Capitals captain is in the middle of what looks to be a really bloody loose party in celebration of the side's NHL Stanley Cup victory secured late last week, thanks to a 4-1 pasting of the upstart Vegas Golden Knights. As, as is tradition, and because hockey absolutely owns, uh, the historic Stanley Cup is travelling around the traps with Ovi and the team, and it's more often than not the centrepiece of celebrations. Uh, some players take it to their hometown and show it off to local clinics. Others whisk it around the golf course. Some even fill the cup up with hot dogs and chow down. That's quite imaginative. Very good. Could even be some mushrooms. <coughs> Maybe a bit of stew, something like that. Ovi, on the other hand, has chosen to go completely bunta with it. Ovi's big day uh, with the cup began at a Washington Nationals baseball game where the big rush is apparently unaware of how jumbotrons at the baseball parks work. Jumbotrons. Jumbotrons. Botrons That's the big screens for you, Rob. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? I couldn't work out what the hell that was. I thought it was like some um, Native American word or something. Yeah, the Jumbotron. <laughs> yes, you two screens <laughs> over there. Began wildly waving the cup around in a corporate box at random intervals throughout the game. And you can see some guy's got a picture up on Twitter of like quite a wide shot. And he stands out in this box with this, with this trophy just going nuts. It's great. Alex Overton is, is holding the Stanley Cup up in the middle of the inning. They won't put him on the Jumbotron because the ball is still in play, LAMFAO. From there, because it was an afternoon game, Ovechkin had plenty of time to do pretty much whatever the hell he wanted. <laughs> and what he wanted to do was fill the cup up with beer and do a damned keg stand on Lord Stanley's head. <laughs> so he's basically doing kind of an upside-down double brown, but into the Stanley Cup. Nice. Um, he's captain of the team, is that what he is? He is, yeah. This is real leadership. He's the best player in the world as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving life. Your average bloke would have a hard time finding somewhere to top that, but your average bloke doesn't have a long-awaited NHL glory pumping through his veins. So as you would, Ovi then proceeded to pop his shirt off and dive into a public fountain to do some snow angels. Oh, nice. Yeah, water angels possibly that would be, because being in the He's water... He's having the time of his life, isn't he? He's having a great time. Going very, very well. And this results in, uh, basically, I think a whole student party. They all just jumped in and went for it. That, in turn, became an impromptu bar-wide dance party in the water as ordinary citizens slowly discovered that they too can simply get in the fountain if they want because who the hell is going to stop them? The cops? Are you kidding me? Not happening. After that, Ovechkin marched the Stanley Cup into a different nearby bar immediately becoming the king of said bar and granting him the power to do anything he liked. (laughs) Which in this case is go behind the bar, order someone to pour a comically large-sized bottle of champagne into the cup and lead the entire facility in a sing-along of We Are The Champions. Oh, nice. Very original song to go for there. So he's going very well. It's a common tune for Ovechkin throughout the celebrations too. Here he is singing it again, singing it again while attempting to cultivate a fire large enough to bring down a small aircraft. And finally, the final picture of just him in a large double bed in his hotel room. Just cuddling onto it like it's his girlfriend nice <laughs> just looking very very happy about life so um 
I can't say I can imagine Richie McCaw doing that after winning the Rugby World Cup. No, maybe but, it just um, wasn't reported. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knowing him, he probably went and flew his helicopter to some natural disaster uh-huh. to help someone or something like that. Or how dare he? How dare he? Oh well, Ovechkin. He was the guy that scored in the three on three overtime when he yeah. picked the puck up five meters in front of his own net, went around his own net, yeah. and went down the wing, beat two players, and scored in overtime all by himself right, when right, we went right. to see the Capitals at New York Rangers. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, that was a you great. You remembered effort. something from very, uh, very good. Yeah, so that was Ovechkin. He's so Jeff, that, that's what you've got to look forward to when uh, you know. Obviously, retirement's a fair way off. So when the Rebels know. win the Super Super Rugby and yeah. you get the trophy get for a the day. Trophy. We, we need to see you on the uh, tour of Brighton and Sandringham. Yeah. Uh, pubs. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing, you're doing headstands. The bay, there we go. <laughs> Down the bay. It's, it's nice to see stuff like that, to be fair. I, of course um, it is. You know, we'd, when I was at Leicester, we'd, it was just expected we'd win championships. Yep. And you you play the game, lads are going off. If anyone's going on international tours, they pretty much go off straight away. Mm. We'd go back, we'd have some chips and some chicken goujons back back at the club and then maybe half the squad would meet up the next day you know it's yeah. you probably don't get a chance to do those sort of things enough really yeah hmm. professional rugby seats killed it the comparison that I always find most amusing is that if, if any musician rock person or anything does anything like that everyone just goes oh yeah, that's about right yeah, yeah. true <laughs> that's, whereas that's, that's exactly fine see Rob's Rob's in on this bandwagon as, as, as though professional sportsmen shouldn't be held up as Role, role models because <laughs> they're just young people. Yeah, I think they earn uh, a bit of cash, but uh, so yeah. I, I think I think there's two sides to it. I think you, you've got to appreciate you're under the you're in the public eye and you are role models, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you've got kids that will look, look up, up to you. To you. Yeah, but the vol- people have also got to remember that you'll get a, a 19, 20 year old who might be a very complete sportsman, but then still an incomplete human yeah. man. Mm. You know, so you've got to you've got to figure out where where to go with that. That argument. Well, I always tell my story of when I was on contract, I got injured and my contract got paid out. So when you're 18 and somebody gives you £6,000, what do you do? You drink it, you shag it, and you play golf with it. That's basically what you do. I wasn't a role model, that's for sure. The rest of it I wasted yeah. is the old phrase, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, now you're definitely a role model now. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I am officially the world's greatest sports fan. Yeah, that's something to look up to. Uh, we might do this for a minute. Take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the, the facts, facts of life. life. The, the facts, facts of life. life. When the world never seems to be living onto your, your dreams. dreams, and suddenly you're finding out the facts of life are all about you. Rob, mm. all about you, this is. What do we got? There's a horse. Okay. In I don't even know where it is. Yeah, I should look it up. It's got a great name though. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just listening to the commentary first, and then we'll go back into um, what we're going to call our dog. They're off. Good start. Cage fighter. Both of these nuts. They come away together. Both of these nuts goes for the front. As both of these now, nuts. Both of these nuts. And DF Dynasty Three Green right there running third outside. Bang bang, you're gone. Making some headway. Final hundred yards for both of these nuts. Cage fighter trying to battle back. Both of these nuts. Cage fighter. Both of these nuts. Rolling to victory by a head over Cage Fighter. Okay. Both of these nuts, man. Right. It's not quite as funny as Rob the Beef Jerky. No. But uh, well, both of these nuts. Remington. Probably a bit more clever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
It's like there's a, little bit uh, there's more a clever. team called Norfolk and Chance. Ah, uh, yeah, Norfolk and Chance. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, quite I used common. To play for them. Okay, good, good team. Uh, but common, common fantasy football name. Right? Yeah, yeah, so. right. Okay, that's right. well, they generally are, aren't they? Okay. That's the funniest names. Jeff, you got to talk to us about your kicking prowess because um, same guy asked me about uh, beards and um, Lady in Red. <laughs> he uh, he said, make sure Jeff hears this. Flying up. In the wrong place at the wrong time there, and Jeff Darling goes for the grubber but forgets to put boot to ball. Mm. I'm backing that he knew knew he had advantage. Gosh, Greg Clarkson is there. I'm pretty sure he's forgotten to kick it. It was an attempt to drop kick, surely. Give him, give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh, such a good play, Jeff Parling. But it's like a giraffe yeah. trying to kick a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> like a giraffe trying to kick a pebble, Jeff. When's that Unbelievable tackers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. It's basically, if there was a video of um, what you should do when you kick it, this is not what to right, do. So sure. Penalty advantage. Thought, right, we need a bit of territory. Yeah. I would much rather have the penalty here. Okay. But, so, you know, let's just try something. Yeah. Um, what I didn't realise is when you drop the ball, you meant to actually have your eyes on the ball. I okay. just stared straight in front of me at the defence. <laughs> I think I was trying to, like, fix him with my eyes. <laughs> in, um, and the ball ended up um, hitting my shin. Ah, machine, yeah. Okay, so okay. It actually it went just sort of jibbled off and went. Yeah, forward it sort of went where I did wanted. Did you regather it, it? Wanted it to go. Adam Coleman did run through and regather it. Yeah, okay. but in my head, I'd sort of right grub it through. Maybe go through, pick it up, offload, bang, score. Yeah, sure. Um, but we got the penalty and kicked it off. Yeah, oh, but no. It, what, what it did do is um, a lot of my mates from home. <laughs> <laughs> they were and really, really enjoying it. And actually, there was a couple of lads I'd not been in contact for years who did, got in didn't touch? get in contact yeah, <laughs> um, because of it. So it, it worked out well. Yeah. Brilliant. There Brilliant. we go. Very, it is quite funny because it actually, Jeff dropped the ball and then kind of, it's got a split second too long before mm. making contact. Yeah, so I, I, I've done a bit before when I have grubbed it in training. Or whatever, like, yeah. I, a drop kick grubber, so I let it hit yeah. the floor. I don't know mm. why. Mm. And it was off my left. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know what I was doing. What was I doing seriously? <laughs> <laughs> what, which game was that in? Uh, the Brum- Rebels. Brumby's game, Brumby's game yes. Okay. Um, actually, now you're from Stockton upon Tees, yep. which isn't exactly your rugby hotbeds. Did you grow up playing football? Like instead what, of rugby? What is or? it a hotbed of? What well, say? Um, <laughs> pies. <laughs> Not mashed potatoes. <laughs> Not mashed potato, <laughs> yes. topped pie. Or mushrooms. Well, I don't well, know. You're, Stockton, you're I'm bagging sure. mushrooms and pies. That's been a staple on the pie scene for many years. In fact, you lot probably invented scene. it. It did have um, the widest high street in Europe at one point. Oh. And its neighbour, Middlesbrough, was the heroin capital of Europe in one year. Yeah. Probably, no, it's not. Middlesbrough and Newport, where I'm from, yeah. two things in common. Mm. Transporter bridges, Rob. Transporter bridges. I'm you not sure. Bun- you can bungee jump. Bungee jump if I was. I oh, can you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Can't wait to go and check out these bridges. Like oh, yeah, it's mind blowing. The highlight of the yeah. UK tour, Middlesbrough Newport. <laughs> When's mushroom season over there? <laughs> Mate, I'm from Newport. Mushroom season's every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Middlesbrough. I'm not Middlesbrough and um Stockton, I'm not too sure really. About what? What it, what's <laughs> their hotbeds of? <laughs> so back to the question. Yeah, what was the question about? Did you grow up playing football and say actually Rob's friend because Ali Williams didn't take up rugby? No, nah, he's sixteen, he's seventeen, or something. Until, and he's also a funny one about thing about him was that he wasn't that tall either until second or last year of high school. I think. And then he and, went bunt, and, well, the thing is, well, he, he's going to say he wasn't tall. He was still about six one, but his voice hadn't broken yet at like <laughs> 17, 16, 17. Wow. And then his voice broke, and then he shot up another yeah eight inches or whatever it was. Sheesh. Yeah. 
That's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, but yeah, he played soccer mostly, and yeah. he was at one point a wicketkeeper in cricket. Well, yeah, strange lad. Yeah, ever played cricket, Jeff? No, I'm terrible at. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I get. I've never like you could put a, a really good test match on in front of me, and I would not have any interest. Wow. To get bored. Yeah. Um, if you could like only bat and only bowl, yeah, and just slog it every time, yeah, oh, I'd yeah. probably enjoy it then. But that's it. That's it. I've never really been into. Like, I'm not a golfsman either. A golfsman? Yeah, golfsman. I'm more into like any like a fast moving sport. I yeah. enjoy a, a slow moving sport. I've never mm. really been into so. tennis. Yeah, I like a bit of tennis. Um, I grew up uh, like soccer. Teesside is mainly a soccer yeah, area, yeah. to be fair. Mm-hmm. So I got a group on football and then started playing rugby when I was twelve. Oh yeah. So relatively late, I'd say, compared to most people. And uh, your kids, oh, I've got to mention uh, Morabin Rams as well, where your kids are yeah, uh, playing. Plug in, yeah. yeah, got to get the plug in for Morabin Rams. Yeah. So the the uh, Jeff's son is player of the week. He was a couple of weeks ago. How's the season shaping up on the whole? They're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing all right. They've actually a couple of losses last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, but they seem to be really enjoying themselves. Yeah, and that's what it's under eights. Yeah. So let's just let them have a run. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, sort of the yeah. age we still got to tell them they make sure they run the right way. That sort of thing. Or is that a Sometime, bit older? Than no, that? no. Yeah. Well, don't stand in front of the ball yeah that's yeah sure yeah. Um, you know like as a lamb just as long as they're having fun and enjoying mm. it and they're learning something new yeah then, then it's good but I, you do get the odd parent sometimes who is getting into the kid and you know, yeah. it's, it's not right when they're no. that, that young come no, on definitely not give them a break gotta mention as well one international try was yeah. that it just the one it was a great try though. it was would have been <laughs> unbelievable would have been Twickers as well, yeah. Against Scotland, the old yeah. sweaties. Talk oh. us through it, mate, Jeff. You might as well talk us through. I'll it. just give you the real, yeah. real version instead of making something up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Received a long looping pass. I was on the left wing. Probably caught it with about four meters to go. Yeah. Maybe yeah. five. Oh. No one in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Ran for probably another ten meters, <laughs> slightly towards the post. Put the ball down in a, an unspectacular dive. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sure didn't want to risk the plant no, in case no, he it. I've always been like that, yeah. yeah. Whenever I have scored tries, yeah, it's yeah. probably one a year on average. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, I'm like, right, I just need to Make get sure this it goes ball down. down. I'm not doing anything yeah. fancy here. Yeah, don't yeah. get near a defender. No, just no. get it down, probably like, because it's unconventional, balls under me, Yeah, hurt my shoulder in the process or something, and yeah. sure. from there, yeah. Safety first. Actually, mm. while we got you, talking of shoulder injuries, mm-hmm. are you going to talk us through when you had your both shoulders operated and you couldn't go to the toilet? Yeah, so I had um, I needed my left shoulder Be as graphic on. as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and my right needed. I just thought let's just get them done because I'm have to get it done. So there's a point in the middle of the night, um, and I'm still a bit woozy from the anaesthetic, but I sure. really I really need a wee. So I get up and I, I go to, go to the toilet and actually just faint and I sort of collapse oh. on the on the toilet floor with, with operated shoulders. Operated shoulders like that, and I can't reach the emergency cord, so I just have to lie on my what is it, on maybe? your operated shoulder. You're lying. Yeah. On. So three days before we've been. Playing the All Blacks, yeah, and then th- like obviously you're about to play the All Blacks. It's yeah. a, a big moment. Yeah, Three days yeah. later, I'm lying on the floor, both shoulders operated on. Just probably in the middle of the night, shouting for help, maybe for ten minutes. Mm. Can't go up. The, the the nurse comes in, and um, I have to then I have to get her to because she's going to go and get help. But I'm wearing you wear paper pants. Mm-hmm. Don't you? And you can sort of see everything through the paper pants. I'm like, look, please, before everyone comes in, can you just go and get my boxer shorts? So then she <laughs> peels off my paper pants when I'm lying on the floor with my two operated shoulders on and puts on my boxer shorts for me. And it, look, it's just, it wasn't a great time. <laughs> no, um, Even when it, when I was home, my wife would have to set an alarm yeah. to get up before the kids so she could shower me before she got going with. Right, we, right. We only had Not the sort of thing then. you reflect upon and find hilarious, really. Just like absolute uh, pain. Mm, you may Mates laugh at you. Yeah. Right. Good mm. times. Mm. Love it. It's good to bring out reminiscing those good old memories, <laughs> Beefy, yeah. Ah. <laughs>
you know, it's my job, man. It's my job. Well, okay, we've flown through this, mate. We have absolutely flown through this. We haven't talked any sport again, which is great. Well, we did a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we've got to thank Masita for being the best uh, sportswear company in Australia. Great quality, low prices, sponsorship money thrown your way. And those great people at Jack Links, because we are the new Jack Links brand ambassadors. We have to thank Jeff Powling for joining us and having a lot of fun because this is a sports radio show that is like no other. Oh, is it? An actual sports radio show? Yeah, apparently it is. And it's officially the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Apart from that, I'm not saying we can uh, bring you any more guests next week because uh, Rob's going away for a month. Not for a month. I might get Jeff in just to co-host with me from now on. I'm off to rediscover myself. (laughs) Or foraging. Yeah. (laughs) I can see you in an Oregon forest, Rob. We're not going that far north. You are now. We're going to Yosemite. That's close enough. Okay. Alrighty. This has been 365 (laughs) Days of Sport. We'll see you next week.